You can be the smartest kid in the world when mm -hmm. we're like hiring for, I actually just went through a round of co-op interviews for our, our, um, for our group. For a lot of them, this is their first engineering employment and they're rising juniors, rising seniors, sometimes rising sophomore. But if we see like, oh, you've even, oh, you worked at a restaurant for two years part-time. Mm -hmm. That's great because that tells us you can clock in, you can clock out, you can, you can be on shift, you can work with people. Work right. Right. You can Definitely. be the smartest student that we can hire, but if you can't work with a team, yeah. and not this not this group work that they push on you in <laughs> high school and those main and core it, right, classes yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and, and English course, yeah. and, 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 you know, biology and stuff where they just say, oh, you four people sit at a desk and you write one paper by yourself. Like, no, that's not how the world works. There's yeah. there's always assignments and hierarchies and, and you're, you're responsible for stuff, um, dividing up of responsibilities. And that kind of experience is a lot closer to what you see in like a CTE program. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. And Mike, we are back, man. Back on home court, back on home field. In the bat cave. In the bat cave, cave, cave. <laughs> Which is a little warm today. It's not cold and dank. It's, it's a, very warm. <laughs> it's a little warm. Well, you know, we're in that, in that weird spot in Virginia where it's like, you need a coat in the morning. Oh, it could be afternoon. 70 in December. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, like, you know, around this time, yeah. we're making that transition, though. Yeah. So uh, it, we're in that evening period at the time of this recording. Of course, everything's pre-recorded. Uh-oh, the secret's out. It, we pre-record our shows. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we're in that period where it gets really, really hot or really, really cold. But we got a guest here for you today, as always, joining us in the CTE Batcave. But first, I want to remind you to check us out on our social media. Thought you were going to forget. I was going to forget. No, nope. this is why I make the notes. <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to see all the awesome programs we offer. Uh, your student, or if you're a student, you that you can take advantage of. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at all of your major podcast venues and most of your minor ones. Check us out. Use your favorite podcast app. Look us up. Like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you, everybody who has been listening to us the past couple of weeks. We've had a nice little listenership spike. It's been exciting watching that little thing go up, 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 up. Thanks to all the regulars and all the folks who are just joining us maybe for the first time, second time, third time. No matter what. Regular listeners. My wife who listens to every single one. Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> Since day one, right? Since day one. And she loves the show. <laughs> She's here for Mike. We all know why. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, guys. Now we have our guest here today in the studio in the CTE Batcave, whatever you want to call it. The conference room, right? That's what it's really. That's yes. what it really is, right? At the end of the day. The conference room. Inside of the conference room, we have with us an alum of Henrico County Public Schools, okay? And uh, she is now a, with Dominion Energy, a nuclear engineer there. And everyone, welcome, Miss Devin Gallagher. Hello, welcome to the Hi, show. Hi, very happy to be here. <laughs> Push the applause button. But, I know. I'll add that in post. I'll okay. add it in post, right? Okay. So, uh, Devin, thank you so much for coming out and uh, joining us here inside of the conference room. Um, you have a little bit of background with CTE yourself. Let's let's talk about that. Did you join? You were in the A Center program, and then you also took uh, the electronics course. What is your background with CTE? My home high school is Freeman, 
Okay. And then my sophomore year, they pulled us into an assembly and did some kind of presentation. I, I think it was like a like a video montage of the different programs they had. That um, sounds very familiar. Yes. yes. Is that mm-hmm. is that still That's the exactly, yep. okay? All right. Oh, it's amazing how things don't change. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, and then the like, people change, the but people, the method doesn't. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and well, it worked for me. And they passed out flyers with lists of all the different program offers and what the application process was. And I came home very excited to my parents and said, I really want to do one of these. These sound really cool. And I circled a bunch that sounded interesting to me. Um, probably about middle school, engineering was the path that I knew I wanted to be on. Awesome. So this was the, the closest I could get to engineering in high school was computer-aided drafting. We had a CAD class, yeah. um, which I, mm-hmm. it was my favorite class. My favorite teacher, my favorite class. I loved it. And I wanted to do more of that. And we didn't have a lot of offerings. So I could take my math and my physics to prep me for engineering program in college. But there wasn't anything that was actually a little closer to what it is what that I you wanted really to wanted do. to do. Right. right. Okay. I think I toured their CAD program at Hermitage, the machine shop, and then electronics. And the machine shop was also really appealing. That was um, <laughs> <laughs> really no, cool. I'm telling you, the machine shop, they do some pretty cool stuff in there. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, but... Because I thought I wanted to do mechanical engineering, I thought doing the electronics program in high school would be a good counterpoint to that. So that's the one I picked. And uh, and they accepted me, and I did that junior year and senior year. And then the summer between my junior and senior year, my instructor got me a uh, job working at a company that installed radio systems and maintained radio systems for like state police vehicles, for okay. state troopers and emergency response vehicles. Yeah. So it was mostly, I was unboxing stuff and putting things on shelves, putting asset tags on things. Occasionally I would do some soldering, but it was still a really great job for a high school student. <laughs> I can um, imagine. Yeah. So. You st- I mean, you're still working with technology at the end of the day. And then you look at the entry level aspect of it too, right? You're getting a little bit of experience with the soldering. Yeah. I don't think they ever would have hired just a random high school student to, yeah, to do yeah. something like that. So having the endorsement, um, you know, they reached out to the to the electronics program at, at Hermitage and said, hey, you got any students that you think would be good for a, a summer class? And a couple of us got hired on for that. So I think that's what's really nice about the, the business partners we have and them basically looking to hire our students on an internship basis or a summer job or whatever and be able to and give the students that type of uh, hands-on experience and, and work experience that they might not have gotten any any other way and a shout out to all those companies that that do that for us and our students yeah absolutely giving them some real world experience and though it may not necessarily be 100 what they want to do with something related to it and something there's they still something resume, they're going to learn they're going to learn exactly mm-hmm. they're going to put it on their resume and it's still good experience that they'll look back and say you know what this this paid off a lot, and I'm yes. glad I did get that experience over the summer. So, Devin, let me ask you this. How was, the, how was it perceived, your decision, to join the A-Center, right? <laughs> Tell us some perceptions from teachers, yeah. maybe some counselors, maybe some parents. And when did you graduate from Freeman? Was oh, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so, I graduated in 2007, so I'll save okay. you the math. I'm 33. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when I when I came home saying I wanted to do this, my, my parents are very supportive, but my dad's a very by-the-book supportive, so he's like, yep, whatever you want to do, what do you need? Sounds good. And my mom was a little bit unsure because she was worried this would derail my college plans. Gotcha. Um, Which is a common perception, yes. unfortunately. Well, just the fact that you're asking that question, tell you know you you clearly know that there <laughs> that the reaction's not uh, always positive. I, 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 I may have heard. <laughs> you may have heard. <laughs> yeah, my, my my friends and stuff were just like, that sounds cool. My counselor, when we sat down and went over my schedule, because I still wanted to get everything I needed to set myself up for the, an engineering program, so I still need my physics and, and my and my calc one and all that. 
so we had to work out, I think, an early bird class for something so I could still take everything I needed to take. But he was, I, I remember the phrase he kept saying is, but you're going to college. Yes, but I want to study engineering. He goes, but you're going to college. This is not going to help you with that. And I said, but I want to study engineering. <laughs> so why would the electronics program not that help me <laughs> if I want to study engineering? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was tended to sort of be the, the reaction okay. that I got. Gotcha. And unfortunately, the engineering school's impression I got was they didn't put a lot of stock in the CTE program either, or the fact that I came in with work experience, which I think is complete nonsense. Um, yeah, I mean, you would think that they would, that was, that'd be something that they'd look forward to. Mm-hmm. So, but, well, you, but you're saying I, that they, I don't know what's in their heads, right. but, that, but was, it would see, that was the perception. I had was. a lot of people encouraging me to drop it from my resume gotcha. um, for the applications. Oh, wow. And they said, well, focus on your robotics team and stuff. Well, well I did the robotics team through the through Hermitage Tech Center. What do you mean? Like, they're intrinsically tied. And I don't they, know they, what you... And they still do that uh, robotics team, yes. uh, by the way, too, with precision yes, machining and CAD. They is get it, together. Is it still 414? Is that the number? Uh, I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. It is, it is yes. It. Yes, that is one of them. Yes. One of the things that she didn't have that, that the students have now yeah. came not long after you, she left, because I don't know exactly how old the program is, is the High Tech Academy. Is that, we actually have that an engineering. That was around at the time, yes. Oh, it was. It was. But you didn't try for that one? So I would have had to apply for that in middle school. I'm trying to remember. I'd applied to the governor's school. I remember that. I did not get in. <laughs> but my brother applied to that. So I was there was a little bit of, I have an older brother, so there was a little bit of competition. Well, he, he applied and he got in, so I'm going to try for it. Gotcha. Um, I, don't, I don't remember why I didn't consider that um, as an option, but... Um, I don't know. May, maybe, maybe, maybe at the time the the the, the um, Hermitage Tech Center was maybe in my mind a chance for me to to write that wrong a little bit in my like a chance to kind of have a little bit of a do over. Okay. Well, just so, just to, just to let the the listeners know, the the High Tech Academy is an engineering program, and it is we're partnered up with VCU yeah. and their engineering program. So the students are getting the exact same education as the students that are in the engineering program at VCU, and when they complete it. They have enough college credits uh, with the program where they get this, you know, after their two years in that program, they basically get to skip their freshman year. Yeah, they're ahead. In the yeah. engineering pro- program. And that's one year of not having to pay tuition. Uh, and that's, that's it. Plus, they're guaranteed they're in. They're already in the program. So um, it's, it's, a great, that's, it's a great plus. Yeah, it's fantastic. Because most, most students don't finish their engineering program in four years. Most take five. Yeah. So getting that leg up would have been, that, mm-hmm. that's it's a wonderful thing. Well, it, it takes the first year and stretches it over two years. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's more accessible and gives you a good taste of where you need to be. It gives you an idea of what college work is like and what engineering level exactly. work is like at exactly. the college level. So yeah. let's talk about how that CTE experience translated to college for you or to what you're doing now. How did some of that experience help you out? Mm-hmm. You already mentioned that some mm-hmm. folks are like, hey, man, get that off your resume. <laughs> well, and <laughs> well, how did that I, help you out? I might be reading into things. Um, okay. <laughs> although I can tell you now, because I'm on hiring panels occasionally, my yeah. current job, and we we do put a lot of stock in someone having a part-time job. Um, and and we, don't, we don't mean an internship necessarily. But I think, um, I think we have, though, seen that. We've we've seen that people do. There are a lot of businesses that do, yes. and oh, that we definitely. deal with yes. on a daily basis. That do say, "Hey, CTE is important. I want to be involved with your mm-hmm. kids." And, and they've even hired our kids. And I mean, we've had whole signing days based on that premise right yes. there. Well, and plus, the the I think that the, a lot of the businesses are looking at students that have had a job that they have. There's work experience, no matter what they're doing. There's those workplace readiness skills that we push that those students are learning with us and learning yeah. when they actually are physically. At a well, job. Absolutely. That's, That's why we put an emphasis on right. it. Because exactly. you can be the smartest kid in the world when mm-hmm. we're like hiring for 
our co- I actually just went through a round of co-op interviews for our, our um, for our group. For a lot of them, this is their first engineering employment, and they're rising juniors, rising seniors, sometimes rising sophomore. But if we see like, oh, you've even oh, you worked at a restaurant for two years part time. Mm-hmm. That's great because that tells us you can clock in, you can clock out, you can you can be on shift, you can work with people. Work right. Right. You can That's be the we're... smartest student that we can hire. But if you can't work with a team, yeah, and not this. Not this group work that they push on you in high school and those main <laughs> core classes yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and, and English part, yeah. and, 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 you know, biology and stuff where they just say, oh, you four people sit at a desk and you write one paper by yourself. Like, no, that's not how the world works. There's, yeah. there's always assignments and hierarchies and, and you're, you're responsible for stuff and a div, um, dividing up of responsibilities. And that kind of experience is a lot closer to what you see in like a CTE program where you have, you have projects, you have to ask for help. Um, you you get rewarded for your initiative with more interesting things versus just a, here's your assignment, you fill out the paper, you turn it in, I get a grade. That's not what the real world is like. Yeah, that's not, right. really not. That's not really. <laughs> and, and probably the same thing in college, too. So right. they're, they're, these are experiences that they're able to get um, that y'all are looking at that. You know, like you said, they could be the best student, but they mm-hmm. might not be the best person, you know, in the workplace unless they've had that experience. Right. If we hear someone say, well, I've, I've worked for, you know, such and such, you know, and I trained new hires for the restaurant that I work at. Yeah. Like, well, that's wonderful. That's yeah. great. Like, that's mm-hmm. almost a better thing to hear than, oh, I got an A in nuclear engineering fundamentals. Like, well, a lot of people get A's in nuclear engineering <laughs> fundamentals. You, you know, what what can you do? What can you show us? Can we, can we give you a new piece of software and have you learn it on your own and then teach it to other people? Right. Um, and that kind of experience is a lot closer to like a CTE class. So with, with that experience that you gained from CTE, how did that translate to what you are doing today and even... Uh, stuff you've done after high school? Actually, surprisingly closely. So I work on something called a probabilistic risk assessment. It's a field that's pretty specific to nuclear engineering. The only other places I know that use it is a little bit in cybersecurity. And then NASA uses it for organizing risk around um, shuttle design and shuttle launches. So this is pretty important stuff, you would say. Yes. (laughs) But it's also also like it's kind of a small group. Like there's Uh only maybe a few hundred people in the country that do it. Um, that's just really? why, yeah, well, it's, it's just, it's... And you all get together for dinner once a month. Do. Well, well, when you do, like, professional development and right. stuff, it's like, oh, you know that one guy who works... Of course I do. Talk, about, there's, Net, there's, talk about Netflix series that yeah. they're currently binging. So. Yeah, there's just, there's just not, there's not a lot of us. But it's a really cool field, so it's it's desk work. So I work I work at a corporate office on a, on a computer, which is totally fine with me. But, but it's a computer model for the nuclear power plants, all of the major components and systems that are in the nuclear power plant, so pumps, valves, buses, even uh, operator actions, maintenance, that sort of thing, uh, but, all, but mostly components. The, the model has are all the interconnections between those different components. So if one fails, what functions is it going to fail? And then we gotcha. have for different what we call accident scenarios or events, like a pipe will break and then you'll lose coolant out of the system and you have to inject more more water to keep the reactor cool. We're looking at all the the ways that those components are interacting with each other and what the rate or probability is that those components are going to fail when we need them. And then we're able to get information out about what our most important components are, what are our most important maintenance operations, what are our most important operator actions for the operators that are in the control room that are managing the scenario. And the, the structure that we're using for that model is Boolean logic. 
So it's AND gates and OR gates. And the first time I ever saw Boolean logic was in my electronics program. What? So, <laughs> it comes full circle. Yeah. yeah. So if you see, um, you see it in circuitry where you see these little, I wish I could draw, but um, little little gates and then there's little things that come out. And you, and She's you, drawing from, with her fingers. If yeah, sorry. So, like, so, so if these two things are true, then the gate above it is true. And if that gate's true, then it leads into this. And you can just see these cascading failures to go up your logic tree. Because it's, it's coding, but it's visual coding. Um, so a lot of what I do is is pull is pull drawings and see if like what power source different components have. We're looking at if there's a flood in one area of the plant, will where will the water water go? Will, right. Like will will flow down into this different compartment? How high does it need to get before it fails a component? Um, we do stuff like that. Really, really awesome stuff. So take us down your career path after high school. So sure. what happened? You graduate from Freeman. Then what? So um, I applied to engineering programs. Uh, it, was, it was really coming down to VCU or tech. I thought VCU was a better fit. I like a lot of things like they do. Like they have an association with the High Tech Academy, with yep. JSARGE, with a lot of Dominion Energy, mm-hmm. uh, Kimanda, which I don't know if it's around anymore. But they, they had a really strong tie with a lot of with a lot of companies. And since no one goes into engineering just for fun, you're doing it because you're trying to get a job. That was really <laughs> important to me. I like that it was centered in, in, in Richmond. Went through that program. I knew I liked big stuff, so I wanted to maybe do power. It's electricity is the, is the lifeblood of our economy and our We're community and right our now. life. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> it is the thing that is the thing that allows you to get everything else that you need from life. So that's what we try to tell kids uh, when we're signing up them up for the electricity course. They're yeah. like, yeah, you have a vital role. But go ahead, Devin, yeah. I'm sorry. So I took a, a class on an elective credit on nuclear power, thinking more, well, maybe I'll go into like the generation side, because we didn't have like a, a general power plants class, but we had an introduction to nuclear tech collective. And I really, really liked it. I didn't want to admit how much I liked it going into it, um, but I was a convert. <laughs> and then I kind of got to senior year and everyone else is kind of applying to jobs. And I was like, well, I really, really like nuclear. Maybe like, well, what am I going to do now? Because I kind of missed my opportunity to do it as, as, like a, as like a concentration. Right. So I applied to graduate school and did a master's in nuclear engineering from NC State. I worked as a TA, so that's how I paid for it, is I worked as a teaching assistant. So they gave me a stipend and covered the cost of my school. And then while I was there, the summer between my two years in the master's program, I did an internship at Newport News Shipbuilding, which is just, just down the road here. I'm sure you guys are yeah, very familiar. Very familiar. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that you guys <laughs> have lots of connections oh, there. Yeah. So you probably send them lots of wonderful, <laughs> wonderful trades, trades professionals and craftsmen. So I worked on refueling and overhaul of their nuclear-powered aircraft carriers that they service there. Then when I finished my uh, master's program, I got offered a job. There. So I worked for them on doing a mid-year or mid-life. So uh, the life of a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier at its mid-life is when it gets its nuclear refueling. So it only gets ever gets refueled once. It runs for 25 that's years. That's about refueled say, one time. considered mid-life. That's what right. It gets refueled one time. So 25 <laughs> years gets refueled one time, and then it runs for another 25, and then it gets decommissioned. So we were doing the 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 mid-life major overhaul while another department does the the actual refueling process. People think you just, oh, you just pull the ship up and you plug a thing in and it pumps the nuclear fuel in, right? No, (laughs) that's not how that works. No, you don't pull up to the spigot and put in some nuclear fuel. People just picture like the green (laughs) fluid going into the... That's kind of what appeared in my head. (laughs) No, uh, nuclear fuel is a solid. So it's a Uh a ceramic, uranium oxide is a ceramic. So it's a solid fuel. Yeah, so after that, for a couple of years, I, I really loved the ships. I loved being, you know, putting my boots on and going down and working with the tradesmen. 
and getting to, I've been under an aircraft carrier, which is very cool. Getting to be in the reactor compartments, I got to go on the USS Enterprise, the first nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, and awesome. touch it and see it, and it was really cool. <laughs> but did you post it on Instagram? Like, no, <laughs> no. Actually, at the time, we weren't even allowed to have any... any. They, they changed the rule right after I left, because oh, the Navy personnel can have <laughs> camera, camera-enabled phones, but we were not allowed to have camera-enabled phones. Gotcha. It was a good job, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. I was, I was in more of a a project management role, so it was a lot of making phone calls and ordering parts, which is right. totally fine, but not really what I wanted. My my family's in Richmond, and my husband's family's in Northern Virginia, so I started looking for jobs a little closer to home, and then I got offered a job from Dominion Energy, and I've uh, been with them for uh, six years. Quite a bit of schooling there. How, yeah. did, how did some of that CTE help with the with the schooling aspect of things? We mentioned how, to, mm-hmm. how it helps you now. But how did the CTE help with the college? Because one of the things me and Mike want to point out is that CTE education can help you go right into work, but it can mm-hmm. also help you uh, with your college aspirations as yeah. well. Yeah, and I, I'm not, I'm not, people tend to want to just produce more of themselves. <laughs> like academics want to produce more academics and college grads want to produce more college grads. I, I'm not, I'm not a, 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 a big proponent of college for college's sake. That's right along. I, I had a are. specific goal that I wanted from it. I think the biggest advantage coming into engineering school because there, there were just like little tangible things. Like I had a we had a robotics class, robotics and electronics class that you I had did to take, at and Hermitage. I was yeah, and I was the only one that had ever used a breadboard before or knew how to read read a resistor to know really? what the resistance was really? with the colored bands. I was the only one who had to do that. Hey, CTE did that. And I'm not <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying that like those little little nuggets of knowledge by themselves are are yeah. important unto themselves because that's something you can learn. But it's pretty a piece easily. of the whole. But yeah. it was something I was already comfortable in. Right. And I think I think another big advantage is you know we asked these these poor high school students these 16 and 17 year old kids yeah. to do school for seven hours straight to sit in a classroom <laughs> and be quiet and take notes and it's just it's stressing one teeny teeny tiny part of your brain and I because of CTE would not do that all day <laughs> so I would go off and I'd use other parts of my brain and yeah. stress it in different ways and I would and I would be able to have these mentoring relationships with my instructors I'll tell you I only remember the name of one of my high school students but I remember five or six of the CTE instructors so Harmon Fletcher Rennick oh, um, Rennick just retired, retired. Oh, yeah, he's he wonderful. just retired. And these aren't people like I actually would go and hang out in, in um in Mr. Fletcher's machine shop all the time. So okay. I actually made when I would get bored in my electronic class, I'd go over there and I made like a meat tenderizer one time. Um, <laughs> That's what was, they do in machine. Yeah, yeah, and I tried I tried stick welding, which I was terrible at. But he was just like, sure, just give it a try. Let's do a little safety brief, and then you can go. Yeah, of course. And and that kind of you never you never get that kind of interaction with 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 most typical high school experiences. But me going into into college after that. I think I just, part of it, I think I had a big advantage, if nothing more than I just wasn't burned out. Right. so many high school kids are going into college. At my age, I know it's even worse now. Just so burned out. Yeah, they've done these uh, AP courses. You got the advanced courses, and it's so intense sometimes. Right. But uh, and it's not yeah. that CTE is easier because yeah, it's not. No, CTE it's is that not it's easier. different. It's just that right. it just allows them to express a, like you mentioned, a mm-hmm. different area. Because they're just or sometimes a, at the same time, both areas where they're, you're lifting with both sides of your brain as opposed to one or or the other. Right. They're not just sitting. In, they're not sitting in the classroom every day all day. They're out there in the lab in the field. 
doing things hands on. So it's much, much different than the, the you know, where they're sitting all day running from, you know, here's an hour of this class and an hour of that class. And, and but you're basically yeah. sitting on your butt and staring at the whiteboard, listening to different teachers all day long. And this is this quite mm-hmm. different. Because I, I think the biggest problem that we have with with new hires coming in is is they're they've been trained for their entire lives that they assume that what makes you a good student makes you a good employee. Mm-hmm. And and right. what they train you to do is here's an assignment, here's everything you need to know, produce assignment, turn it in. And that's not what makes a good employee. A good employee is going to ask themselves, how is what I'm doing affecting other people? Right. They're going to mentor, they're going to ask questions, they're going to look for improvements. So the best kind of employees are the ones who are not going to go keep going to their to their supervisor for what do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? Didn't I do a good job? Look how good a job I did. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Well, I've done this and I've done that, and I think I think the next step is to go over here and to talk to this person and to get this done. And I already did that, but I'm just letting you know, like that's that's what we want. And the practice from that comes from something a little bit closer to a CTE environment, right. or just the work experience that they can help get you in something that's a little where you're going to get a lot more responsibility from those kinds of job positions and just maybe a normal summer job. Devin, a lot of yeah. what you're mentioning, we, we call, I, I call critical thinking. You yes. know what I mean? And CTE certainly promotes that aspect, right? Yeah. Like As she's going along, I can, it's several points and it popped up again. <laughs> self-starter. Mike's just his No, no, because I'm like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> she's talking about self-starter, you know? Cause it, yes, it's that, absolutely. That's something that, again, that is not always, you, you don't learn in the classroom, you know, being a self-starter, um, yeah. having that it's really the critical hard to thinking. Turn and, it's and really hard that. to learn that. And, and CTE yeah. classes, they do kind of, of course, you know, just let, have, the, have the students have a free run of the workshop <laughs> or yeah. the office or whatever space, but they do give you the room to be a little bit more creative yeah. and think for yourself and say, how do I solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Not saying every class does feed you the answer, but being a little bit uh, helicopter parenty, I guess is the best yeah. word. <laughs> just being over your, over your student saying, this is the way it should be done. What were you trying to say, Mike? There was something you said uh, a little bit ago as you're going through the, the process of, of going from high school to college and then to work. You mentioned about financing, how you went about finan- partially financing your master's. Uh, fully financing. Fully financing. So if you so, if you're an engineering school, sorry, if you're an engineering student in a graduate school and you're paying for it, you're doing something wrong. Mm. Right, because that that is the one thing that I don't think that anybody, almost at um, at any level, at any income level, from parents to students, is, are thinking about what it takes to get this paid for. Because we've got so many. When you look at the the debt crisis that we're dealing with when it comes to college students right now, to it's hear, predatory. It's it's downright. <laughs> We so compare when my husband and I put in our mortgage mortgage loan request for our house and they want to know they want to know everything. They want to see bank statements, mm-hmm. they want to know where I work, they want to see pay stubs, they want to understand do we have any other debt? Do we have right. like you can't make major and all purchases? This is an, an effort to Yes, make they sure have to you make the sure <laughs> that they're that that they have good assurances that you'll be able to pay, pay off that house. debt. Yep. My husband went and got a master's in history mm-hmm. and we took out we we want we were looking at it like well we've saved up enough that we could just pay for it out actually he had saved up enough that he could just pay for it outright but we'd be we'd be pretty cash poor during it right so we were like well let's uh, let's see what what's involved in applying for a loan for you to i think it was like i think we wanted to take out maybe 20 grand so nothing compared to like an undergraduate degree he was asking very basic questions what's 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 the interest rate 
if if we take out the loan now and I pay it back the day I graduate, how much how much additional do we need to pay back in fees and everything? Like very basic. If I take out the loan today and I want it and I pay it and I want to pay it off in full on X date, how much is that going to cost you? Nobody could answer it. Oh man, because it's not we, geared. We got that the way. answer. It's not geared. We got that it. Way. We found it, but it took <laughs> a ridiculous like, amount of research and, and phone calls for us to just get that simple answer. Uh, Devin, would would you recommend CTE courses for someone who? They have that college plan. They say, I want to be a engineer, and so I need to go to college. Do you recommend a CTE course for, or CTE courses for, college-bound students? Yeah. It, it, I mean, it depends on what they want to do. Of course, always. Um, That's what we I, always come back to. But yeah. I don't understand. So if you sit down and you and you use good critical thinking good and good thought processes for what am I getting and what am I giving up? Yeah. So what are the alternatives? So if I, if I take CTE, you know, it's a large chunk of your day. There are classes you're not going to be able to take. I had, to, I had to work on my schedule to be able to take, to be able to fit in the calc that I wanted to take because it was only offered at like two times a day. And like, I, I had to, I had to figure out my schedule to be able to do, and I ended up having to, there was another class that I wanted to, to take and I, I couldn't take it because the, the schedule just couldn't work out. So you need to, you need to sit down and take an actual piece of paper and a pencil and write <laughs> down, <laughs> like, like if I, do, if I take CTE, these are the benefits I'm going to get. I'm going to get practical hands-on experience i'm gonna get mentorship i'm gonna get ownership over what i'm over what i'm interested in i'm going to get um, a pathway to part-time or full-time summer position that's going to give me work experience and then on the other side i won't be able to take these other classes that i want to take or maybe i won't be able to take this i might have to take spanish in college because i won't be able to fit it into my schedule or something like that and then look at it (laughs) and then make a decision but but I don't, I don't think, do, do you feel like, when I was in school, we got no career counseling whatsoever. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's we had part of college counseling. Yeah, that's part of what oh, we're yeah. trying to battle here. But is, we had is, no, yeah, but we had counseling. no, like you see it in like movies mm-hmm. where they're like, well, I took my aptitude test and it said, and they always use this like a stupid, almost offensive punchline of like, and it said I should be a janitor or whatever. But you never actually see it in real life. Yeah. Is there any? So do you we're, see we're, we're, we, we like, actually just did a uh, interview not too long ago with Major Clarity. One of the things that we're starting to do now, and it's way more than an aptitude test. Yeah, like, the things okay. are changing, especially here at Henrico yeah, and, and, here and some Henrico, other schools. Doing a good job of it. Where they're really, really pushing the career yeah. aspects. Thank and goodness. We more, more ourselves, our department, has even gotten involved with career right. exposure all the way back to elementary students. Yeah, okay, so, so we're doing early introductions, and we're starting with the end in mind, right? Right? As yes. opposed yeah. to saying, well, let's just go down this track we and keep, you'll figure out along the track. We keep telling students, mm-hmm. do what you, you know, find your passion, do what you love. Did you did you have a passion for anything <laughs> no, that could be no, no, translated no. into a career <laughs> no. when you're 15? No. Well, well see, that's you what know, CT helps you figure out. I'm right? a but, but most people, like, if they do something they enjoy... Then they're happy, right? Because I'm, I'm a avid follower of the the teachings of Mike Rowe, and he he hates that <laughs> phrase too about following your passion. He hates that. Mm-hmm. He says that is a horrible thing to be telling kids, and um, and so I, I'm right down there yeah. with you. <laughs> my my dad modeled, and my mom too. But I'm a, I'm going to pick on my dad because he's he's also an engineer, which is part of what put it in my brain because I oh, was exposed to the brain, idea, right? Of most of the people I know who are engineers have someone in their family who is one, an, an aunt or, or a cousin or somebody, because it's not something, it's not an idea that's presented to you versus, you know, doctor and lawyer. And, and we're trying to change that too, right? Yes. We're trying to just yes. just throw a whole um, bunch of different careers at kids so they have a lot to think about. Yes, because we, we just don't give them what those options yeah. are or what's required. We never show them how to look up, 
projected growth for an industry or what their expected salary is. You know, we, we never, everyone wants to be a doctor, but why does nobody want to be a nurse? You don't have, that, you're not dragging around 12 years of college debt with you. Like, why is that not part of the, why is return on investment not part of and, that discussion? And nurses, nurses are, in, are very, very important, as we're seeing with the state of things. Yeah, they're finally getting the credit. Unfortunately, deserve. right? Essential workers, but when, yes. yeah. When, when she talks about that, I mean, that because of the, in the, in the past, especially in the past, how this has been approached, you miss a lot of people that would have the aptitude to do different things, yeah. and they don't end up doing that. I don't think I've ever mentioned this in the podcast. My father became an engineer, but it was really by accident, and it was <laughs> later on in his life. I was I already never knew a teenager. Your dad was an engineer. Well, he was working at Reynolds in the can plant, you know, working on the presses, and basically did the maintenance and the rebuilds and and on all that stuff. And he got pulled out because he kept proposing all these ideas how to make th- how to make processes easier and faster. So the turnaround times on broken down equipment so could, could happen quicker. And they suddenly one day they go, we got to get this kind of engineering school. <laughs> an engineer. And they did. They paid for it. He was going to Good. night school. And Mike, you know what? That brings us right back to a lot of companies paying for yeah paying for our students to go they to school. want to yeah. do that if they're going to end up with an employee up, that is a even more value than the, to them than they were before right and mm-hmm. they really are really focusing in and honing on the fact that they want to sort of i guess grow their own employees right they come to us we give them the skills we give them the good basis and they take it and then like anton parr we use them all the time yeah. uh that's a scientific instrument instrumentation company mm. but they take these students and, and turn them into engineers mm-hmm. right so they'll come to us they'll pay for their associates and then they'll pay for even more college if that's something yeah. that they want to do so there's many ways to be successful i think if every if every college path was that <laughs> successful that there'd be more you know, almost, systems like that wouldn't almost, there be almost almost but, but, no, but we end up still with with students graduate from college and can't get a job because they've got all this head full of knowledge and no practical and, and i don't and i don't i don't blame them i blame the adults in their lives who didn't tell them what well, <laughs> how hard it is to get a middle class life right now everybody out there listening everybody it's not coming from us no. it's from somebody who's actually done it <laughs> uh, that that's a whole nother can right <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? so but i wanted to uh, and, and I, Devin, and I would love for people to do that for mm-hmm. people to just be able to take classes for things they enjoy and love but it's so expensive it's yeah. so expensive yes. yeah well in the current reality of things yes absolutely it is very very expensive Sally May knows my name very well. (laughs) So (laughs) went to school for mass communications, Hale State, enjoyed my time at Virginia State. They taught me a lot, but I was one of those kids that went to went to school with a plan. I knew I wanted to be on the marketing side, the PR side. Uh, video audio mm-hmm. side and and that's all we're saying here guys is if you, no, you timed to go to that school, perfectly <laughs> you did that was a great decision <laughs> well thank you um but right if you're going to uh do something if you're going to go to college make sure you have the end in mind I always start with the end yeah. in mind where do you want to be and uh with the end in mind so i wanted to ask you about uh the life ready expo you got an opportunity to be yeah. a part of the life ready expo i saw you out there talking to the kids for dominion energy what mm-hmm. were some of the conversations that you were able to have with parents and students are there any conversations that stuck to you you don't have to drop names but you know just conversations that you guys were having over there about careers yeah i thought it was great i i really liked how i really liked the the mix of students the fact that we had i i saw i talked to some middle school kids I yeah to middle school to high school freshmen all invited, seniors yep. i talked to different and, high schools and different it wasn't interests. like we were going to turn away elementary school kids either yeah it was just it was, it was really nice i had to I think some, we did we I did think have we, had, we had a couple of elementary I, yeah. you interviewed one i did yeah. i lost their audio though that's on me and, <laughs> and you know i i had a couple of 
Now, I'll tell you that this, and part of it could just be that they're on their home turf because this is this is their high school. But I, um, the students that, and, and or or you know, selective memory is a thing. But I felt <laughs> that more of the students who came up and not not their parents didn't come look at my shoes, like that just walked up to me and looked me in the eyes <laughs> and asked me questions. I most of them that I talked to were, were were CTE students, and it could be that this is their home turf. But I also think that they get more opportunities to have those interactions <laughs> with with adults on on a little bit more of an eye eye level kind of situation. Although I did have this one middle school girl that came up, and her parents were kind of talking to me, and she's like, "So you're an engineer?" And I said, "Yes." And she goes, "What kind of math do you do?" And I think, "Well, this is a middle schooler." I was like, "Well, actually, I work on I work on computer code, so it's not traditional looking math, but still problem solving, because that's what math is." And she's like, "But what kind of math do you do?" And I was like, "Well." It's called Boolean logic, and, and I guess there's some algebra and stuff. And she's like, "Okay, okay, but but like, what is it?" Like she really <laughs> wanted to know. So I actually, I actually grabbed a piece of. I found a. I found something to, to flip over and write on the back. She wants and, a tangible answer. Yes, you could give it. And we and we and I drew out some uh-huh. little logic diagrams with her, and she was just. She oh, was, that's nice. Okay, okay, and I was like, "All right." I actually felt like that was like the best interaction of the night was this this young girl who just <laughs> wanted to know what kind of math I did. I just thought so. That was great. What about general uh, perception of an event? Why is our events like that important in your opinion? Yeah, I we actually were right at the entrance. I didn't get to, a chance to walk around and see all the tables, but I saw the list. Oh, boy, you guys was, were right. It was at a long. We yeah. were. Yeah, I don't I know how we managed that. to be number one. But someone responded <laughs> to that email like really fast. I mean, we, of course we're number one. <laughs> but, Shout out to Dominion Energy. That's yeah. right. We've got multiple Dominion people on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Matt Kellum. The Matt Kellum them has been on the most. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Matt's yeah. been on twice. Yeah. We've had Matt on twice. I haven't met him in person, but we've emailed back and forth quite a bit um, <laughs> about various various things. But yeah, so. I think it, it's that same thing again. We, I haven't seen a lot of evidence that they do, that there's a lot of career career counseling. And I think this is a really, really good start to get students to have, start having those conversations about what the options are and what they're interested in. And to see, when you can see someone who does something you're interested in, like see them in person and talk to them, that puts the idea in your head so much better than yeah, having someone hand out flyers. It absolutely makes it more real to them. And yeah. uh, that that's usually my biggest pitch when it comes to coming out to the Life Ready Expo. I'm like, yeah. come and talk to the professionals. That's what we said in the promo that we sent over across the street to Channel 99. That's what we were putting on our uh, social media posts. Come talk to the professionals. We have a nuclear engineer in the building right here <laughs> for you to ask what it's like Ex- to be exactly. a nuclear engineer and what it takes to be a nuclear engineer so we can have that what that end in mind and that that goal this is the 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 icing on the cake of all the the energy <laughs> podcast we've done i mean we were this in, is your favorite is this no one? seriously seriously and I'm it just, better I'm, be your favorite I, 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 <laughs> this is my favorite podcast i've ever done <laughs> how many podcasts have you done that's what we're gonna one ask. this one <laughs> this one <laughs> but go ahead mike what were you saying no 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 because i mean you know we did all the the ones for where Dominion was involved, yeah, it was the uh, Department of Education. Yeah, Department of Education. When we were coming out with the new, we added a new career cluster called Energy, where we're taking all of our oh, energy-related cool. classes and putting yep. them where they were all in different places and then putting them together. We were one of the first four states to do it. Yes. This is just, when it comes to getting information to the parents and the students about what it takes to get there, yeah. I think this is the one that's really 
providing the most information. Yeah, I think this is a really, really impactful one. And someone from the field with uh, nuclear engineering knowledge that does the nuclear engineering stuff. Well, plus she cares. I mean, she's she. <laughs> you can no, tell because you know it's one thing to sit there. You, you sit there and talk about what you do on you know yeah. as your part of your job and telling kids, well, this is really cool. No, you're you're talking about everything about why you thought it was important that you did this in high school and why was it important yeah. that you how you took care of your co- you know paying for your college and why it was important to have this experience to get your to where you are today in your job i mean these this information this is, is important stuff that I kids wish we take could and run, run with put it. this in every household in Hamilton <laughs> county with a in, with an elementary to high schooler we just need a spot. everybody should see hey listen to this <laughs> but uh no seriously though devin thank you for coming out but i want to ask you one more question what do you sure. what would you say is the most solid advice you can give anybody who wants to do with what you're doing right now oh boy okay um, you can give us, give it to us. Sixty seconds. No, yeah, I'm oh boy. Okay, so <laughs> lightning round. So yeah. I, I have, I have a little bit of on those rare opportunities when, when I do get to talk to students that are going into engineering school. Um, the thing that I always try and emphasize is you're going into a situation that's that's new academically, especially for those students who are coming in and they're used to kind of being those classic high achievers where right. they're used to doing two sports and and they're and they've got a 4.0 and they and that's not the condition for everybody but but even if they just see themselves as as a high achiever you're going to take an exam and you're going to bomb it oh man you're going to get it you're going to get a 45 on that exam you will never have seen like if you've never seen a d or an f in your life before now is the time <laughs> okay but what you're not going to what you have to do is you have, to, do, it, you have to pick your head up and you have to look around you have to see everyone else's devastated faces in that room <laughs> and realize that the average on the exam was a 32. A 32 was the average. Okay. <laughs> and that somehow three quarters of the class will pass. <laughs> and you'll be, or you might have to retake it. And that's okay. Yeah. Because you got the, because because you got the crappy professor that year, yeah. And then next year you'll take it with the better professor, and it'll be okay. And and you'll get a little off schedule, and it'll be fine. But if you're if you're used to holding yourself to this, you know, you, you can't do engineering school. It's like you can do like engineering school and a small part time job, or engineering school and one activity. Like there is no, <laughs> there is no spreading yourself out than like you tried to do in high school. High school, like right? You, uh-huh. And then the other thing is, apply for internships early, and I mean like early in the year, but also early and start applying, for, start looking for them at like early in sophomore year, and then just you go onto the websites. And you find their their careers page, and you make an account, and you add, I'm interested in any internship or co-ops in engineering. And this is true advice, really, for any field. Get that um, real-world experience yes. right there. And then, and then you set it up to make sure you get those email announcements every time one of those internships is posted. And then you just bomb the application just 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 you know you're just gonna flyer bomb them you're gonna you're gonna apply to everything <laughs> and you're gonna take that resume and you're gonna tweak it and you're gonna take that cover letter and you're gonna you're gonna modify yeah. it for every single job application but you're gonna apply to 30 different things and something will stick <laughs> yep and that'll be your path in and awesome. if you if you get through to the end don't be one of those students who gets to the end and goes i have a pretty good gpa and i'm awesome People are just going to offer me jobs, right? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. Closed mouths do not get fed, and we we see that a very, very. That's often. a good phrase. I've never heard. That. Yeah, you never heard that one. Oh wow, that's that's a great that, phrase. You guys never heard that one? No, I like that. Fed. Yeah, that's how it goes. You know, yeah. it's pretty cool. You won't eat. Okay, so I've been uh, holding out on. I've been holding out on this. <laughs> you know I mean? so, okay. so persevere. Don't let that one bad grade or the one bad class make you feel like you can't cut it. Yeah. Um, 
students students that struggle a little bit more in high school actually I think are set up better for engineering school because they're they're there's, there's, they they, there's they have failed flows. and they and every and life has gone on and that's and how you learn that. and through right. failure. And failure you don't learn by succeeding every single time yes. failure is one of those things in life that we wish we didn't have to deal with but you know it's one of those things that we do deal with and it actually is a really really big teachable moment in, in a lot of those uh, a lot of those times alright guys time to bring the show to a close we got a little bit of uh, extra innings here like, oh yeah extra innings out of the I show we needed it we, we needed it this was great this stuff this is a really really good show uh, Devin Gallagher thank you so much nuclear engineer with Dominion Energy thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us on Heretical CTE now before I let you guys go I want to remind you check us out on social media Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Learn about our engineering programs that we offer, like High Tech Academy, right? And learn about uh, different programs we have there as well to get you a jump start on what it is that you might want to do with the end in mind, right? After high school. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at all of your major and most of your minor uh, podcast venues. Uh, look us up. Use your favorite app. Like and subscribe. Don't miss an episode. And comment, please. Comment, please. Leave us a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. So we get moved up in the ranks amongst the other CTE podcasts. Are there other? There CTE aren't any. Podcasts? I can't. I, so I keep looking. One, I keep Krabs. looking. Oh, they're okay. all <laughs> old and dead. <laughs> so we're number one. Okay, no, let me stop. But seriously, five star ratings. We would definitely appreciate that. Hit that follow button to be notified when we post. We post bi-weekly at 11:30 a.m. Eastern, sharp. Unless something happens, like you know, a global pandemic, then we might miss a week. <laughs> not another one. Not a, hopefully not another one. <laughs> But that, I think that's like the only time we did miss a week. But for yeah. the most part, guys, we are very, very consistent. All right, guys, that's it for his, us here on this extended, on this extra innings of Henrico CTE now. Uh, for Devin, for Mike, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE now. Until next time, so long, everyone.